Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. My name is Chris Rodriguez, and I'm a business coach, digital marketing expert, serial entrepreneur, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. In this podcast, you're going to learn actionable marketing strategies, business systems, and mindset development so you can truly become an elevated and empowered entrepreneur. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of Elevate Empowering Entrepreneurs. My name is Chris Rodriguez, and in today's podcast, we're going to be covering the step-by-step process of how I was able to create 40 hours of extra time a month, and I was able to do this in under 30 days. Now, if you do the math, an extra 40 hours a month comes out to 20 days a year. How many of us entrepreneurs could use an extra 20 days a year? I know I can, and I needed to. So how is this even possible? Well, that's what we're going to be unpacking today with my five-step process that you can implement to get more of your time back. And listen, time, we only have 24 hours of it, and we've got to spend it wisely. So often as entrepreneurs, we get stuck in the do-it-yourself mindset trap. And that's really what I want to talk about first before we dive into the five steps. In, in any business as an entrepreneur, you've got to decide what you're going to be spending time on doing yourself and what you're ultimately going to be delegating, outsourcing, or hiring out. And when we're first getting started in our business, we really don't have any money yet. But we have to break ourselves from the do-it-yourself mindset. Uh, A struggling entrepreneur is typically someone who doesn't really know what to do, so they just do it all, or they avoid the hard work by doing everything else instead. I'm I'm a huge reader, and one of my favorite books is by Stephen Pressfield, and it's called The War of Art. And in his book, he talks about the resistance and how resistance comes in many forms. It can be procrastination, it could be distraction, it could be multitasking. And as an entrepreneur, you're going to run into this at some point. You know, it's tempting to clean the mats instead of picking up the phone to follow up with leads. It's tempting to go buy supplies instead of putting out rack cards. It's tempting to stay on the mat a little longer after class to chat with the guys instead of answering emails. And you'll ultimately end up telling yourself that you're saving money doing it or you're embracing, quote unquote, the grind or the hustle. And that really is truly the trap of having a DIY mindset that work is always going to expand to fill the time and space that you give it which is known as Parkinson's law. And what Parkinson's law says is that work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. And in the first weeks and months of your business, you should be doing the hard stuff, getting new clients, not painting the walls. You saw a lot of school owners repainting during COVID or getting new equipment and not focusing on things that would ultimately have a direct impact on their bottom line. Your key asset in the beginning is time. And ultimately, you open up Academy to earn a higher return on your time, not to buy yourself a job. And many school owners, unfortunately, they own a job. They don't own a business. And your time should be far too valuable to spend it on do-it-yourself projects. 
You have got to eventually hire someone and then find work that will cover that cost. And here's ultimately how you're going to do it. So the first thing that we need to do before we can even get into to the five steps is you got to calculate your EHR, which is your effective hourly rate. And all of us have it. And the easiest way to get that is just to take the amount of revenue that you made in your business and divide it by 2000. That's about the hours that you work in a year. So 50 weeks at 40 hours is 2000 hours, right? We're going to say that, Hey, maybe you took a, you know, a vacation for two weeks and more than likely, especially if you're getting started, you're working more than 40 hours a week. But let's just say, you know, you work for 50 weeks, 40 hours each week. So if you did a hundred thousand in revenue and you divide that by 2000 hours, that's $50 an hour, which means your effective hourly rate is $50 an hour. And if you're doing a million dollars a year, then it's about $5,000 an hour. And those are real numbers. Okay. So once you know your EHR, your effectively, your effective hourly rate, then you can go ahead and jump into step one of my five steps to buy back more hours. So step number one, here it is and and grab a pen. You're going to want to write this down. Okay. First step is you've got to time track everything that you do on a spreadsheet for a minimum of a week. And I know what you're probably thinking, that is going to be a pain in the butt and a lot of work and pretty tedious. And it is. But we have to be able to identify the tasks that you're spending time on and how long you're spending time on it. If you don't know how many hours you're putting into each each individual task, then you're not going to know how many hours that you're going to need somebody else to complete that task. So I created a spreadsheet inside of numbers or Excel, and basically it had, you know, the category of work that I was doing, what the activity was, when I had the start time, when I had the end time, and then the total time that was spent on that particular activity. And I did that from the second I started work until the second I ended work. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to time track everything you do on a spreadsheet for a week. And this is going to help us identify the tasks that we are spending our time on. Now, once you've done that, we ultimately want to rank them based on the cost it would take for us to get someone else to do it. So, you know, if you're spending you know, five hours a week mopping the mat, you can easily hire that out to somebody else for about 10 bucks. And what I like to start with is I like to start with the tasks that don't touch the customer, meaning there's, you know, no correspondence that has to happen with the customer. So for example, mopping the mats, you know, there's no correspondence with the customer, one of our students in order to do that. And that's a good kind of barometer to use to get started. And when you do this for every single task, it's ultimately going to help us to move from doing the job to owning the business. And I think a a misconception that most people have is that they have to hire a full-time employee to free up time. You don't. A part-time employee will, will help you get started. Okay. And we are going to do this incrementally from one role to the next, one task to the next. 
And once we're able to do this, we can make a clear plan for the higher value work. You should not be spending time doing $10 an hour tasks. Okay. Now, every business has a skill hierarchy, right? So like some roles are going to simply require a different level of passion and expertise. Some like, you know, janitor or what we, we call them groundskeeper are easy to shift to someone else. And as you move up the hierarchy towards higher skill roles, the time required to shift responsibility increases. But ultimately, you're going to be moving closer to your EHR and really your, your perfect day. So what I want you to do right now, hit the pause button and take time to calculate your EHR. And honestly, the answer might be a little scary. It might even be tempting to go find a minimum wage job instead of plugging away at, at your, your business. But you need to know this number so you can build on it and increase the value of your time. So again, another example, let's say brought in 50,000, you divide that by your 2,000 hours, that's $25 per hour. And if you're not happy with what your EHR is, well, then you can either work less hours or you can focus on higher skills. So step number one is going to be time track everything that you do on a spreadsheet for a week. And I want you to calculate your EHR. Go ahead, hit the pause button. Do that now. Okay, now that you know your EHR, and now that we have time tracked everything that we are spending our time doing, we want to make sure we're categorizing it with the lowest EHR tasks, right? So we take our time blocking sheet and we're going to categorize it with the things that we could pay somebody 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks an hour to do. And then once we have those tasks, we are going to bullet point step by step how can someone do this job successfully? Now, I don't, and this is kind of where, you know, people get overwhelmed is in this processes part. You don't need to write out every single word for them to be successful. Okay. And we're going to get to that in step number three. You're going to take the task. So let's use the example of, you know, a janitor, or you could use the example of following up with leads. And you are going to step by step, write out and bullet point how someone can do this job successfully. And I want you to start with the lowest EHR task. So the, you know, the task that you could, um, effectively hire somebody for 10, 15, 20 bucks. So that's step number two, categorize and then bullet point. And then step number three, and this is so important. You are going to screen record. I personally like using Loom. Um, there are tons of different screen capture platforms out there, but you're going to screen record how to do those tasks and you are going to work off of the bullet points that you just created. And when you screen record it, this is ultimately helping you set the gold standard. Okay. Um, I used to be a, a huge fan of having a like physical copy of an operations manual, but what ultimately happens when people have an operations manual is one, I mean, there's definitely a positive to it because you're getting everything out of your head, right? Most of us have our entire business in our head and we're getting it down on paper. But what happens with that operations manual is that it gets stuck in a drawer somewhere and it never gets pulled out. 
So being in 2021, we really need to set ourselves up for success and leverage technology that's out there. So you're going to screen record on Loom how to do those tasks. And here's the really cool part. You're still doing those tasks. You're going to be doing those. You, you've already, you know, categorized them. You've already written down because we, we know that you're doing it from your time block sheet. So you're going to have to do it again. So the next time you have to do it, I want you to screen record it. And then what we like to do is we take those videos and we put them inside of a platform like Teachable. So now we have a video training course that we can give the person that we hire. So step number three is screen record on Loom how to do those tasks, okay? Now, step number four, once you hire somebody, you've got to train them. And this can be super frustrating if you don't have a game plan. So in my companies, we call our training, I do it, we do it, you do it. So that means I do it. And ultimately I did it when I did the screen record. And that's why we have that on there. Okay. So when a new team member comes on, they're going to watch that video training and they're watching me do it. Okay. So that's the first part, which is the, I do it. Then once they've watched it, we do it together. Okay. Just because somebody intellectually understands something from watching a video or hearing it doesn't mean that they're a master at it. So then you're going to do it with your team member. And that's the, we do it. And then the last puzzle piece is they do it and you should watch them doing it as well. So that's the, I do it, we do it, you do it. And, and after kind of doing those three things in a row, that person is going to have a really good handle on it. And they're also going to have that screen record training video to go back to if they forgot any steps. Okay. So that's step number four. And that's ultimately how we get to delegating. Okay. Delegating is not just, Hey, watch me do it. And now you have to go do it because what's ultimately going to happen is they're going to have questions. And if they have questions, they're going to come back to you. And now that completely defeats the purpose of you trying to delegate it. And there's a really cool book called Clockwork out there that talks about the four D's and that's doing, deciding, delegating, and designing. And as an entrepreneur, we ultimately want to get to that fourth step, which is designing. We want to spend the majority of our time designing our business. We don't want to spend the majority of our personal time doing or deciding or delegating. Okay. And that's the whole adage of, you know, you got to work on your business and not in the business. And this step number four, this I do it, we do it, you do it is truly going to allow you to delegate as opposed to just showing somebody something once they didn't do it enough. You didn't walk them through it. You didn't watch them do it. And it's going to mean they're going to come back to you for questions. Okay. So step number four is the training piece of I do it, we do it, you do it. And then step number five, and this is usually something that unfortunately entrepreneurs don't do and they uh, have to, they're forced to do it because something breaks is evaluating their success, evaluating the person's success that you delegated those tasks to. And it's just a step that most people miss when they delegate. They forget to check in and evaluate the work that that person is doing. So literally those are the five steps that I did. And I did this 
in the beginning of this year, in January of 2021, because I have some pretty, uh, you know, big goals that I want to meet. And in order to do that, I had to stop being in that doing phase in my businesses. And, you know, in, in one of my businesses, I'm, I'm really an absentee owner. There's only a couple hours a week that I'm really working on that business. But still, instead of, you know, five hours a week, can we drop it down to four? Can we drop it down to three? So step number one is time track everything that you do on a spreadsheet for a week. Step number two is categorize it by the lowest effective hourly rate and then bullet point each one of those tasks. Step number three is screen record using some form of screen capture platform exactly how to do those tasks so you can set the gold standard. Step number four is the training piece. The I do it, we do it, you do it. And step number five is you've got to evaluate their success. You've got to check in and evaluate the work that that person is doing. And if you do those five steps, you are going to be able to buy back your time. Many of you that are listening already have team members. And more than likely, there are tasks that you can delegate to them. And yes, it's going to take time in the beginning, right? This is, you're going to have to put in the time in order to go through these five steps. But once it's done, you've now bought back that time. And, you know, to be completely transparent, it's an amazing feeling to know that I added an extra 40 hours a month. That's 20 days a year that I can now work on higher level projects that are going to allow me to accomplish my goals. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to subscribe, review, and comment, and make it a great day.